Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using the iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. Welcome back to another episode of iPad Pros. Uh, today on the show is Daryl Baxter, host of the Outpost Show, a new iPad-focused show. You can find his work over at DarylBaxter.com. We discuss a lot of things in this episode, including his setup, how he uses the iPad, when will iPads go more mainstream for desk work at different offices, the future of Siri, the future of air power, and much more. I had a fun time talking with Daryl about all this stuff, and I'm really looking forward to everyone listening to this conversation. Once again, uh, to open this episode, I'd like to ask you to head on over to the Apple Podcast app and rate and review this show. Every review means a ton, both to me and in helping it become more discoverable. If you have a few minutes to do that, I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. You have my thanks if you have done so already. With that said, let's get to my discussion with Daryl about the iPad. Welcome to iPad Pros. I'm here today with Daryl Baxter of the Outpost Show. Welcome, Daryl. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? Doing great. I was anxious to have you on the show because you recently started a new podcast all about yes. uh, the iPad pretty much, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Been going there for about uh, five months, I believe now. Okay. And it's a, is it monthly every two weeks? What's what's your frequency on this one? Uh, <laughs> it kind of varies. I mean, I'm trying to get it every fortnight at the moment. Um, and at the moment it's going pretty well really um should have an episode out next week as well so yeah it should be good wonderful and what's your focus uh, is it just general an ipad or is there a certain uh um, area it's it's really just about how someone uses an ipad i mean to be honest um going back a few years i was just kind of the biggest kind of naysayer about an ipad because i used to think it was just a bigger iphone as a lot of people used to <laughs> right think. yeah yeah and Ever since kind of the iPad Pros came out, I've just been a total convert. So I've always been curious as to how someone uses their iPad in their own daily work life. And it's just kind of shows kind of spawned from there, really. And you yourself, what's your computer setup like? Oh, so at the moment, um, I'm on a 10.5 inch iPad Pro, uh, 256 gigabytes, and I've also got on the side, well, I say on the side, Tim, it's a MacBook Air. <laughs> I have the same. Uh, well, I have a MacBook Air I use maybe once a week, if that, for like one task. Yeah, I tell you what, I think we're the same there, really, because I'm using it right now, Jim, to um, talk to you on this. So <laughs> it's it's amazing. I'm I'm finding things in my MacBook I've completely forgotten about. So it's, <laughs> it's nice to see it again. <laughs> but yeah, I've got that. Um, and with the iPad, I've got the smart keyboard as well, which I use every day to be honest because it's always in my bag alongside my nintendo switch as well um and in my bedroom i've got uh, the this kind of imac stand that i kind of dock my ipad in with this third-party keyboard as well which i'm really planning on getting it replaced soon <laughs> okay so, yeah, yeah that's how i'm standing at the minute nice okay and was the 10.5 your first pro or did you have a first generation that you upgraded from no, this is my um well, I did upgrade from the first generation. Um because it's it's a weird thing, Tim, in this day and age because I used to be all about the iPhone and you know, upgrading every year and interested from WWDC as to what it would bring to the iPhone. Um but especially in the last couple of years, um I've been more interested in what the iPad brings and what models are coming out. So when I see news of a new iPad coming out, 
I'm more interested in that now this year. <laughs> so as soon as I saw the 10.5 inch iPad come out, I was already planning on selling my original Pro. <laughs> yeah, I'm right now the same way. I rock an iPhone SE, and that's a fast, small little phone that does what I need. And it's it's amazing because like people say, "Well, you want the bigger screen?" It's like, "No, I got two iPads, and I want a big <laughs> uh, sit-down experience of something like that." And I've got my watch for. I'll actually just take my watch out, which is cellular, uh, when I go on dog walks and listen to podcasts on that. And the phone is not okay. as essential as it once was for me. No, no, definitely not. I mean, I'm currently in a kind of a year-long test with um, the Plus model of the iPhone. So I upgraded to the iPhone 8 Plus last year. And I just wanted to see what it was like as a as a Plus owner, just to see what it was like. Um, because you've got some features that borrow from the iPad, such as the landscape home screen. Um and at the moment, I have to say, it's kind of like an iPad mini mini, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting, really, um, because even though about iOS 11, um, there were some good features with, say, the iPhone, it was really more about the iPad, I thought. Um, and I mean, at the moment, this year, I'm kind of looking towards what the next iPad Pro is going to bring more than what maybe the next iPhone model is going to bring instead. Um, I'm really more interested in that. Yeah. Now, what do you use your iPad for? What's your main work that uh, that you do on computers? So I'm a freelance writer um, when I'm not doing the day job. So, um, I mean, I've written for kind of like UK magazines like Mac Format, um, even ja- um, Jim Dalrymple's um, Loop magazine mm-hmm. a fair few years ago. Um, I wrote a feature on that of how to use an iPad at university and it graced the front cover and it was um, surreal. Um, but it was interesting, so I use it for mainly writing. Um, so Ulysses is on my dock straight away. Um, I also use the Notes app as well. Um, it's gotten so powerful in the last previous um, iOS releases, um, especially with Markup as well. And You're using Notes that, with Markup. That's really interesting because uh, yeah. it won't display anything special. Uh, what's your use case of Markup with Notes? <sighs> Well, the thing is, I mean, sometimes um, when I'm looking at, say, my uh, the site outposts that I kind of write just for just for fun, really, sometimes I'll have an idea as to how I can lay out maybe certain a section of the site, or maybe just um, what I want to do, uh, maybe with the outpost show itself. So I just sketch um, random things with my finger, and they'll just be in a note, and then I can just drag and drop it into maybe pages or just an email as well um just to get some feedback because i have really thought about the apple pencil tim but because i'm a writer i really am torn at the moment as to whether it will benefit me yeah i love the apple pencil it's at a point where i think i've used my one so long that i probably need a i don't know if they do battery replacements for those but it seems like it's dying really quickly these days (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I wrote um, a piece a couple of weeks ago about, well, just pushing my case for an iPad OS, really, um, just on the fact that when the Apple TV was first around, it was based off iOS, and they didn't really call it TV OS until, I believe, uh, 2016, really. Um, yeah, and originally, so... um, Apple TV was based on the Mac. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the thing, like, from uh, the front row days. Yeah. So that's just, that's just going back a fair few years, um, <laughs> just back in the day. But I just think that, you know, especially now um, with iOS 11 and drag and drop in the dock, 
the iPad can really just benefit from being its own system in a sense, especially with the files up as well that came out mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it needs to be familiar, but yet have a lot of unique features. And as they develop this shared code base type development language they're talking about, yeah. that has me intrigued about what that could offer the iPad as far as Mac apps coming to the iPad that once couldn't, uh, like uh, yeah. professional apps. Yeah, that's the thing, because I think, some people have a misconception as to thinking this marzipan update will just be an iPad app running on a Mac. And that's not the case, I believe. Um, I just think it's more so certain APIs are going to be shared between the two systems. Um, the same kind of layout, but just enough on the Mac side to benefit from a mouse. Yeah. And that's really it. Um, yeah, I think but... it'll cut down the work. So instead of like having the rewrite 80% of your app, you'll have to rewrite 40% of your app to make it work something. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it will definitely benefit the Mac in the long term. Um, because, I mean, I could go off on a tangent about the Mac itself really soon. <laughs> um, but I'm not, I'm not going to. It's fine. Now, back to um, Notes and Ulysses. How do you divvy up what you put in each of your toolboxes? Because I have like a thousand writing apps and uh, I, I use a couple different ones for different purposes. I'm curious what you do. Yeah, sure. So with the Notes app, it kind of admittedly, I share it between my iPhone and the iPad. So any thoughts, random thoughts I get for maybe an article or a post or just like a just a random idea for something, I'll put it in my notes. And especially if this is where the iCloud photo library service comes in, I can screenshot something. And I think this is the best service Apple have, actually, iCloud photo library. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. Something. It used to, yeah. I've lost photos before. Back in college, I lost music that was on my hard drive. I'm I'm so glad we're at this place. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's um, especially say screenshots. I can mark it up and then it will save it. Then I can sh- it will show on the iPad. Then I can drag and drop it into Notes, and everything just works in that way. So I'll do like rough, very rough drafts in the Notes app, and then I'll take it over into Ulysses where it will just kind of turn into a kind of a, you know, a structured post with quotes and links and some pictures as well, just to give me an idea. And then really admittedly, the third stage will be dropping it into WordPress where Outpost is powered on. Um, So with Ulysses, I mean, I have to say it's such a good app. I mean, I only updated to it a year ago because I was using an IA writer. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But unfortunately it was... It didn't really need the power that I, that I required. It, it didn't really have that feature. Um, with Ulysses, and they brought out a subscription. And since then, it's just gone to come from strength to strength. And I love it. Yeah, it's a and... great app. It's it's in my dock. I use it at my day job. I use it for this podcast. Uh, something I love about IA Writer, though, they recently came out with a font that is available for free and you can install it on your iPad. It's one of my favorite fonts yeah. in the world, and I have that, that I use in Ulysses now. So uh, I, I'll probably find a link for the show notes, but uh, it's a great font to download and uh, put on your iPad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, as a matter of fact, um, talking about fonts, I was reading um, Mac Stories Federico Vidici's um, post on 2017 apps, and I couldn't believe, you know, this is only a month ago, Tim, but finding out that you can install fonts on your ipad i had no idea oh yeah and i've had great. an ipad for two years <laughs> i couldn't believe it so i'm opening up pixelmator and it's actually showing the fonts that i use on my mac to edit banners and photos for outposts and it works great i have to say and i was honestly thinking this is one of the things where apple would just point blank refuse um and i can't believe something like this is possible so it's making me kind of 
in a way more daring yeah is to use ipad in different ways so it's really great to see just little things like that there's even if you're good with calligraphy and stuff there's even an app to make your own fonts on ios by drawing onto your ipad screen like you write out an a you write out every variation and you can you could literally have your own handwriting as a font if you're good enough at uh getting that right (laughs) Oh, my handwriting is terrible. I won't go. Yeah, there. I tried it no. once. It did not turn out that well. <laughs> but it's a it's a cool little thing you can do. It's something that you wouldn't really, I, I don't think, attempt on a computer with a mouse or even a wait, Wacom. I think the Apple Pencil is a great input method for that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, I'm trying to use this year as kind of going even more all in on the iPad, um, because I'm just about to invest in the camera connection kit on the iPad, um, because I, I love like mecha- mechanical keyboards. Ah, uh, yes. I just kind of, I just love the feel of it. I mean, on even on this Bluetooth keyboard I have now, I just love the fact of just how you, you know, it, it sounds ridiculous, Tim, but still, just the how you can just type on a key, and the travel is so. It feels really good. Yeah. With that <laughs> said, I, I, I like the, the smart keyboard, how it feels. It feels better than any of Apple's other laptop keyboards right now. Yes. No, I totally agree. Which isn't a high standard, reason... but it's it's <laughs> feels pretty good to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's partly the reason why I still have the Air, because it still has the keyboard, which I've always loved. Um, whereas I go into an Apple store and I just don't like it at all. I don't like the butterfly keyboard. Yeah. I love it USB-C. That, that sounds wonderful. But I, I, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, for your day job, is are you is it computer based job or is it uh, something else you're you're up to for for your main income source? It's um, it is a computer focused job. So it's um, the job's like the data analyst. So it's a finance company essentially in the city of Manchester. Okay, and but I'm guessing um, they're not very flexible with what you use. <laughs> Not really, no. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I mean, in the day job, it's a lot of Windows 8 okay. um, computers. So it's, you know, it's definitely um, that's, different. That's interesting. <laughs> they're on Windows 8 still, uh, with 10 being such a big upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, um, because of the um, crazy snow that you may have seen from this week, it, it's been amazing. And I was working from home for the first time this week for two days. And they have this um, Citrix receiver virtualization. Oh, and are you doing that from your iPad? Yes. And I have to say, I have to thank you for this. Yes. Because I was listening to um, a few episodes before and I had no idea you could Bluetooth the mouse. Oh, it's brilliant. I I do this at work every day. Um, So I'm able to use both my iPads to my day job. And I like most of my uh, workflows I do on my iPad, but occasionally I have to dip into the Mac that's like, in a cabinet next to my desk <laughs> but uh yeah so you can use yeah the, the bluetooth mouse with citrix receiver and uh, jump desk yeah i couldn't believe it i mean the first day um i was on my air using the citrix receiver and it was fine um but i was using an app um called duet um to have the ipad as a second screen so it was working and it was great but i did i I was kind of, it sounds crazy, but I was, I was guilty in a sense because I wanted to use the iPad <laughs> a lot. Well, part of it for um, me was my old MacBook at work. The screen is just, it's its nowhere as good to look at all day than my 12.9 second gen Pro. Like, it, yeah. there's no comparison. I don't want to be, I'd rather look at this beautiful iPad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially, you know, when I'm moving, like, say, from a MacBook Air, a non-retina display, to the iPad Pro, and it's just something else. It's it's crazy. 
And, you know, the second day when I, you know, started using the iPad Pro with Citrix, I couldn't believe it. It was, I had the smart keyboard connected. I was using a mouse. I was like, what kind of world am I living in right now? It's crazy. (laughs) I'm using Microsoft Excel on Windows 8 with a mouse on an iPad Pro. And I thought, oh, I'm sold now. (laughs) I really want to see more of this. So, yeah, I have to thank you for that, too, because I had no idea before I listened to that. So, long term, (laughs) how long do you think the world like corporate places will be run in this windows world with mice and keyboard being the norm hat. Will it take a generation of people that grew up on iPad to, for this shift to happen? How, how long do you think this well, will be? It's, it's an interesting point because, you know, we're eight years now into the iPad and I think now, especially how we are with work and the internet and everything now and the cloud computing, I think we're definitely in the forefront of, you know, of remote working from anywhere you wish. Yeah. I mean, I I can see a world where there's going to be self-driving cars and the car is going to be your office. <laughs> right. you know, no, no matter what, you know, you're going to be on an iPad. You're going to be remote desktop using Citrix on an iPad in your self-driving car. Hopefully, maybe it's flying with hoverboard. I don't know, but I'm hoping. But the main thing is, I can see, you know, there's going to be a, a remote working from home, no matter how the weather is, on the iPad, or maybe even a Surface tablet, you know, just throwing it out there. Um, and I think definitely, in my opinion anyway, that's going to be when the 12.9-inch iPad is going to, you know, be worth its weight in gold because mm-hmm. you'll have more content. You're going to be able to use it a hell of a lot more than what you can now. And I believe, let's say, especially with Apple's partnership with IBM as well, I can see them almost coming up with kind of a business orientated app that will enable, you know, more work related apps to come onto the platform for businesses. Yeah. I'm curious how long people will be stuck using windows software and, you know, will it will take another decade or two for, you know, iPad to become the de facto or something else by that point. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think with the hardware, I think we're there now. It's at a point where it can rival, you know, you know, game consoles of the past. I I wholeheartedly believe that if someone converted maybe a PlayStation 3 game of maybe the first Uncharted, you would be able to have it running on an iPad Pro. Oh, sure. Inputs inputs the big problem with that one. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I've um, said before, like how I just think that, you know, especially with the keyboard, there's so much potential there as well, um, because I'm definitely a, a big retro gamer. Yeah, and I um, haven't seen, have you seen, Daryl, any games use keyboard like you can on a PC for input? Because I've no. seen the MFI, but I've not seen like, I've got a smart keyboard hooked up. Let me do old school, you know, mouse keyboard, but just the keyboard part. <laughs> No, yeah, that's the thing. That's at the minute, and that's my biggest gripe with the iPad because you have this fully fledged keyboard, and with the camera connection kit, you can use almost all mechanical keyboards as well. Um, but when you launch an app, like for instance, uh, my favorite game of mine, Tomb Raider Two, you've got so many controls on the screen, whether to you know have Lara walk, shoot, look, action button, roll, jump, <laughs> and it's and it's. Uh, it's covered across the iPad screen. I mean, if you launch it on a 12.9-inch iPad Pro on Tomb Raider 2, and it's crazy, you know? Yeah, you Whereas... really need interfaces designed for just touch. and um, That's why yeah. the Nintendo Switch is so lovely, and I love Nintendo well, yeah. and their games. So. <laughs> yeah. Same, exactly, exactly. Whereas, you know, on the Mac App Store, you can download Tomb Raider 2, and you can use the keyboard. And 
you know, it works great. It really does. You don't have to use a mouse or a trackpad. You just use the keyboard and just carry that over to the iPad Pro. I just think it would be a great thing. I mean, you could have Doom, you could have Tomb Raider 2, Sonic, Grand Theft Auto. None of them need a mouse. It just needs a keyboard. Right. And to have that on a smart keyboard, I think, would be really enticing for developers. Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated why that hasn't been an input method. Maybe because it's newer as far as a common thing that's been done. But I didn't even think that because Bluetooth keyboards, that I've seen those in airports for years now, way before the Pro. Yeah. People were flocking to those crappy Bluetooth keyboard cases for forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have Apple who, you know, have who bring out a smart keyboard with a smart connector and it works great. And, you know, even though like some of the arrow keys are a bit smaller than what I'd like, it, you could still control Sonic easily. You know, you could just remap the keys and it would work yeah, great. Yeah, Sonic, like, I mean, points. you don't need the up. You're just going left and right and <laughs> hit the space yeah. bar for jump. Because <laughs> yeah, up and down yeah. keys are a bit tiny on that thing. A, a little bit, Tim, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. But I just believe, like, you know, if they brought that out through either, you know, iOS 12, 13, iPadOS, etc., that would be really good. I mean, I'm just going through my games folder now. I mean, unfortunately, there's games like Doom Classic or the classic X-Men arcade game. It hasn't been updated for iOS 11, so I can't run it. Um, but, you know, just the fact that I could have a keyboard to play it instead of a massive <laughs> gamepad that you may have seen on, a, on an iPad Pro, I just think it looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, I mean, just to have something like that would be, I have to say, would be great. But I'm, that's really what I'm hoping for, for for the next release Yeah, for the iPad. For other apps that you have on your iPad, what what other tools do you have on there? Are you a workflow user? Do you use any, any other apps of note? Well, I have to say, I mean, I've only just started using Workflow um, because in the beginning, I didn't really see a need for it because I just thought, well, I can just do things myself. I'm very stubborn like that too. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but... I have seen some benefits in workflow. I mean, um, um, a friend of mine from Twitter, Greg, um, he gave me um, a shortcut where you could just easily add um, a GIF to a tweet. You know, it's a small thing. Sure. <laughs> but, but it works really well. And, you know, it's a fact of just going to the widget screen and just, you know, pressing the workflow shortcut and you're there straight away. You know, it reduces the amount of taps. So I'm, tra- I'm starting to use workflow a bit now. Um, yeah, there's but... some cool ones. I mean, you can download YouTube videos and have it tr- convert to audio. You can, uh, it works with WordPress really well. And I use it in combination mm. with editorial, uh, editorial and workflow to do stuff with, with WordPress. And yeah. it's a really cool uh, combination of what you can actually do uh, with that. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, I mean, that's some of the things. I mean, I mean, primarily, I mean, a lot of it I use is for Ulysses. I mean, with the 256 gig of storage, um, I have a lot of video on it as well. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, really why I, I really want them to bring out external hard drive support um, because it has, like, say, the videos that I've, you know, obtained for my, you know, DVDs and Blu-ray. I just want to put them on. And to having to use iTunes and how it crashes for me every time I try to <laughs> import a video it's just a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> so just to have that, you know, that way of just going, plug it into the iPad. Do you want to import these to Infuse or your video app of choice? Go for it. Yeah. Now the at Outpost the minute, show, do you do production on the iPad for that? Or is that uh, your air at that point still? At the moment, it is the air. Um, but I know uh, there are ways of being able to use it on the iPad. And um, because I've just discovered a, an app called uh, Ferrite. Yeah, that's what I, I use. It's, it's called. Uh... Yeah. I think yeah. I think producing iPad uh, shows on the iPad is is simpler and more 
easier and all that good stuff uh, with Ferrite than any Mac tool I've seen. Yeah, I mean, on the Mac, I mean, I use Audacity um, to try and capture, like, say, my voice only. Um, but it's, it's it's very, like, long and kind of, like, making sure it's just right. Yeah. Whereas Ferrite, it, it works it works really well. So it's hence why I'm getting the camera connection kit, because it's just a matter of plugging this microphone into the iPad, mm-hmm. and it'll work. Yeah, it's you know, an all-in-one really tool. Um, it's got Levelator built in. It's got the podcast chapter app built in. It's, it's, it's a very powerful tool. It's got... A lot of different on the Mac. I had to have like it's funny. I had to have like three apps to do what I do in one for Ferry. It's uh, kind of backwards what you're um, most time used to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, with the split screen app support as well. I mean, I love it. It's it's one of my favorite features on the iPad. Just the fact that I can you know type on Ulysses and then have maybe you know the Notes app as a small split screen app or YouTube. Just so I've got some kind of you know, extra like ideas for the post itself or anything else i love it yeah um but i I still think that there's more work to be done on that yeah there Um, needs to be a way to change what your keyboard focus app is like i want to change if i'm typing on the left side of the screen move it over to the right side with some sort of shortcut yeah absolutely i mean even like say the short links i'll see a link to twitter for example i'll have ulysses on one end and maybe messages app on the left and as soon as i and press on the twitter link it just opens the twitter app in full screen and i think oh no where 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 was i (laughs) how i'm going to get back to that so it's very annoying in that sense because it doesn't give you an option to say you know do you want to open this in slide out do you Mm -hmm. want to open this in tweetbot in in this part of the um, split screen yeah so i think there's a bit of refinement to be done there as well am i the only one that didn't know you could change the left to the right app by just holding and sliding over that little uh bar at the top of the right mini app um i did know that tim yes okay it took me (laughs) like a good eight months to figure out that was a feature i just thought you couldn't move it it's like oh wow it's great yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's it's one of those things like those little things that apple do and they do it well Um, but it leaves you to find out on your own it's like kind of like the trackpad I didn't know for about three months that you just have two fingers on the keyboard <laughs> and suddenly the cursor, you can just move it around. That was a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's great. But I do think that, you know, there's a lot of refinements to be done in the iPad. I mean, the biggest one for me at the moment is Siri. I mean, you know, Siri itself, admittedly, there's... You know, yeah, do so you see a future that. in Siri and its usefulness? I do. I really do. Okay. Um, I do think that kind of their stance on privacy is holding the features back. That's my opinion um, on it, um, even though I wholeheartedly agree with it. Yeah, because I won't have an Echo or a Home in my house. But one day, yeah. I don't yet, but one day I'd have a HomePod because of privacy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, even though privacy is at the forefront of their mind with Siri... They can do better. It's like, yeah. you know, the Oscars yeah. is tomorrow or tonight, and they, they might screw that up. It's like... You know, a lot of it's not even the privacy. A lot of it's just yeah, using I mean, privacy I as just, an excuse. <laughs> I mean, I was using Siri a few days ago, and I'm I'm trying to find the tweet in a hurry, but um, I kind of said, um, so Siri, how many days is it until uh, 2019? And they ju- and he it just replied with, um, this time tomorrow it'll be 10 hours. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> well, how does that relate to what my question? No, that doesn't make sense. Um, so what do you want well, to see in the future for Siri uh, as far as uh, a way to be productive on, on, I, on iOS? Um, so we have touch input, we have keyboard input, then voice. How do, how do you see the voice playing into all of that? I think, first of all, it's got to be the UI of Siri and the iPad because it's one of those things, unfortunately, where it's kind of copied the whole feature set from the iphone slapped onto the ipad Mm -hmm. because you could be doing like say ulysses in one side of the ipad and something else and if you say siri it covers the whole screen (laughs) yeah (laughs) it it, sometimes it's it's pretty annoying because that 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 little feature where you can call up siri it'll summon all my devices and the screens (laughs) will just black out and turn that and you know it'll recognize which one it's supposed to be but the screens still get taken over. Uh, it yeah, seems I'm, like you could have a better interface to that. I would love for them to like kind of bring back the Siri how it was on iOS six on an iPad, where it kind of showed the iPhone um, aspects near the home button, and it just showed it as a pop out. So you were still doing your work, but it showed it like kind of an on an iPhone screen. Um, that I, would be great to see. Yeah, I, I'm also envisioning. Do you remember each uh, Palm? WebOS and the, notif- yeah. the the slide up from the bottom type thing they did. Oh yeah, maybe I, I love- Siri oh, living yes. in something like that. Yeah, I mean, I love the Palm Pre. I have to say, I'm I was so disappointed at how it how it turned out. Um, yeah, and it's amazing, really. Just on a side note, just to see how far you know the iPhone 10 has kind of been influenced by it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love that I OS. Did- I have brand new veers and i have a touchpad that like i i i was way into that i wanted that to live on it did not oh i love it but i I digress yeah 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 but yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be one way to tackle this here yeah taking over the whole screen is just ridiculous as far as an interface standpoint yeah it's definitely kind of you know a lot more focus should be put onto the ui of siri even just to have it similar to the mac os as well if it's on the top right of the screen yeah you know that would be great um but even kind of like even reminders i mean i don't like the reminders app at all the ui i think is horrible and you know to have that as kind of like a siri pop-up on the top right would be great just have it baked in would be great yeah um and yeah, I just I just don't like it, Tim. <laughs> yeah, that say. would be interesting to have a Siri. So currently, Siri, you have to know that Siri works with your app, right? So imagine yeah. a future where the apps that work with Siri, within that app, there'd be a special like Siri interface for if you just want to be talking to your app versus the wider world of Siri, you know, yeah. being what it is. And in that way, yeah. Siri could also be more effective within your app doing recognition and stuff maybe yeah absolutely i mean i'd love to have a, a point where i'll i'll be in ulysses i need to google something or a calculation or a, a quick name of someone um like you know just throwing out there who won the world series in the early 1920s and can you drag and drop it into this paragraph siri will know what i'm on about will find the results and then copy it into this next line on my ulysses and that's it I'd love something like that. Just yeah. kind of a super smart, you know, UI focused way of just helping me out without having me to kind of like drag and drop and copy and paste and mm-hmm. everything there. It so would be great. On the drag and drop and copy, what's your what's your how are you using that right now? Is it is it mostly drag and drop or are you still doing the old school copy? 
Oh, it's it's a bit of both, I have to say. Um, I love uh, the drag and drop with the images. Um, that, that works really well because um, I use a video app called Infuse. And sometimes I can um, kind of just drag and drop a still image from a video that I'm watching into the notes app without having to do anything else. And it's great. Um, and even say uh, links as well. Yeah. So maybe just um, like a link, you know, to a, a certain tweet, and I can just drag and drop it into Ulysses, and just make a a link there. I just think it's really useful. Um, but there are times when I think, especially in the Messages app, where I just have to kind of hold down and do it the old fashioned way, copy and paste. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, it's always yeah. fascinating trying to figure out what things are draggable and droppable and all that. It's it's a it is some learning it's not the most yeah. discoverable i i wonder about that but maybe as people grow up with this it won't be an issue in the future yeah yeah i mean i do think definitely i mean with say the recent news of kind of them being able to hold back features or from what i hear i hope it's not true but holding back ipad features for ios 13 um i'd like to see refinements in the way of kind of like more powerful drag and drop so you know maybe if like a whole email, you know, you can maybe drag and drop it into a, a new email, perhaps. That's uh, like a new forward action. Or I haven't actually tried where we can do drag and drop in Siri itself. I'm not sure if that's an option. I'm not sure. That's that's a good mm. question. Yeah. Yeah. But I think then again, that could be the UI issue as well, because, you know, then you're going to have to use both your hands because of the full screen yeah. Siri. Now, form so... factors, do you see us getting a desktop 20 inch ipad in a couple years oh it's an interesting question um i think it's mostly down to the software really because i think with the hardware we're there now you know it's mm-hmm. it's so powerful it's there the memory is there it's, it's great um i think it's just face id really we're waiting for now in the new ipad um i do believe that if more powerful features and refinements came to ipad itself and ipad only then we could see a replacement of kind of the lower MacBook line. And I mean, to be honest, Tim, I've got, you know, I'm not afraid in saying that the iPad is a great, you know, PC workstation. You know, it, it can happily rival, like, say, a, a MacBook of, you know, the Snow Leopard era, really. Yeah. Um, and I, I do believe that eventually we're going to see, you know, a bigger iPad, but an iPad that's, you know, just as powerful as Mac OS. And it's going to be refined in a way that, you know, you're not going to be using a MacBook unless for maybe heavy video editing, you know, in the future. Yeah. And video editing, there's some there's at least one really great app for that. Uh, LumaFusion is just wonderful. And uh, yeah. so even that they're doing some cool things, too, with uh, Chroma Key, where with the uh, augmented reality APIs. I think they're detecting depth and stuff to figure out what is you and what is the background to like make that even better than what you could do it on traditional computers, which is really cool. Um, yeah, sure. I, I mean, I think that's definitely where, say, the bigger iPads will benefit from the videos as well. Video editing. Yeah, more space to spread out for sure. Yeah, I mean, I have been tempted, admittedly, to look into a, a 12.9 inch iPad, but I think for what I use it for, and for how the iOS is at the minute, I can't justify it enough. If it brought maybe, you know, a way to add a third split screen app on the 12.9 inch app, yeah, I think that'd be a great thing. But I think at the moment, um, 
I'll have to hold back. Yeah, <laughs> you're not. You're, not everyone's like me, where they'll use two iPads at the same time as like a multi-display <laughs> multi-display setup. At, at work, I've got two of the the Belkin charging stands, those uh, smart connector stands, and uh, yeah, and and. A big iPad, a small iPad. Everyone else has two screens, so I figure I should have two screens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I heard the episode where you were saying about a multi-display iPad. It was it was interesting to imagine that because I've been an owner of like an iPad Mini Four, an iPad Three. You know, most of the iPads apart yeah. from the twelve point nine inch. And you know, to to think of a world where you know you could have two iPads running concurrently but dragging apps to different app to different iPads. Um, I think it's an interesting concept, and I do think that you know we're not far from that really happening. To be honest, yeah. Currently, AirDrop has been really useful, so I'll, I'll AirDrop something to my other iPad if I need it over there, and that works pretty well. But if they, yeah. some refinements need made on that, uh, for yeah. Sure. I mean, especially especially with say like maybe the schools as well with um, the classroom app that's apparently coming um, in. Um, I believe I think it is iOS um, eleven point three soon with ClassKit. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes. So, but I do think there's a lot of potential there, and I think because with Apple, especially, you know, with say the dock that happened with iOS 11 on the iPad, and then you saw it on the iPhone 10, they do hint towards what could be coming over the horizon. So, I would be confident in saying that this class kit, this classroom app with different users, is going to be kind of a a hint towards multi-users on an iPad. Yeah, with I Face thought, ID. So that never rolled out. I thought in iOS 10, they added educational support for multiple users. They didn't, they didn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they. I remember, I think it was 10.2, where they made a big deal about it, but they just kind of brought out a classroom app, and you could have, like, different Apple IDs. Uh-huh. But that was, but that was it. That, huh. That's as far as it went, to be honest. Um, I mean, to be honest, um, I was at a technology shop. I was, I was pretty much Apple's equivalent of a genius. Um, so I had my own appointments and um, situations of helping people with their iPads and iPhones. Mm-hmm. And the main issue that I was dealing with was how people were using the same iPhone and iPads on the same Apple ID. And as soon as they upgraded, either the OS or the iPhone or iPad itself, that device would be the primary Apple ID. So they'd have all the iMessages coming in, all the apps come in, all the photos come in, and it was a nightmare. Yeah, there almost needs to be like a work mode when you log into an Apple device where there's no way for you to actually enable iMessages without some kind of pin, like a two-factor to when you own system preferences to enable that stuff uh, yeah i from, mean yeah that would make sense to I, me yeah i mean i do believe like i think with face id i think it's not the iphone 10 i think it's the ipad line that it's, it's best suited for um because the setup i have like i say in my bedroom it would be in this clamp on the imac stand and just me sitting down on my chair it could then unlock it and then i'd be ready to go and i think that's great and if someone else was to come in and sit down it would then recognize it's not me and only have certain apps available for them to use so they couldn't access my banking app or my mail or right. ulysses even you know i think that's i think that'd be great for face id in the future yeah i'm i'm I, i'm really curious on face id when it eventually comes to ipad and how it will react to me using two devices concurrently 
<laughs> if that'll yeah. be a thing. But I guess you just turn off attention awareness on one of them, yeah. and that would solve that issue, maybe. Yeah, that's true. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of potential. I mean, you know, you hear again with those rumors of, say, FaceTime with um, Animoji being used inside it um, with iOS 12. I mean, that would be great. Um, FaceTime, I think, is definitely due for an update, um, especially with, say, how Skype and Discord is at the moment. Um, yeah, evidently, patterns is what prevented FaceTime to go multi people for the longest time and still isn't there yet. That right. some patent is like preventing us from having nice things. <laughs> Patents. Oh, yeah. Yep. It me mad. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. But Animoji, I'd love to see an Animoji like video creator app for iPad and some kind of content creation tool there versus just sharing an iMessage. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having that as a kind of a third party API, so you could use it in maybe, you know, I'm putting it out there but maybe you know skype in the future probably not but maybe you know facebook messenger um you know just even like say games as well yeah know. i'd love it as you just know. like a puppet uh, make a virtual puppet show for people like and record it and put it on youtube that'd be fun yeah that'd be great i mean like say a family member like say a dad and his daughter you know he could maybe make his own like you know an emoji puppet show for his daughter. Yeah, you know, definitely. As he's working away from home, you know, it's a nice thought to be honest. You know, yeah. when I think about it, you know, but there's so much potential there, and um, I do believe that when it comes to June, we're going to be hearing a lot more about maybe a more open Animoji API, and I think hopefully, personally, we're going to see more features with the iPad as well. Right now, AirPower is something that's coming to the watch, the phone, and AirPods. Something I struggle with is. Both the form factor of air power being laying on the mat and also the power output of what it would take to charge an iPad. Yeah. Both of those don't seem to line up to me into what could happen. And the the smart connector will charge your iPad. It's not the fastest thing in the world, but it's enough for mm. just um, a drip throughout the day. So it's great as you're working throughout the day. If you know you're there for eight hours, it'll keep your iPad going without needing to plug in. But yeah. what do you see for air power with the iPad? Is that going to be a thing they attempt? Well, that's an interesting thing because um, I said this in a in that post uh, a week ago about how I just think that you know with air power there's so much potential where the the iPad smart keyboard case it could be like a section of it could be for air power, so you could have maybe you know the iPad like laying on a desk you know as you're working away, but you place your AirPods or your iPhone on top of the iPad and it charges it you know just up to a certain point and even though at the moment there's not enough power for the smart connector to do that i think it could be a good you know a good reason to sell a new ipad model that you could maybe call smart connector 2 that could do this ability and would kind of entice upgraders to change to this new ipad so i believe there's potential there and that is a fascinating idea though using the ipad to charge your phone through air power yeah, I love that idea. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, with the um, iPads, you know, 10.5 models and the 12.9, you know, most of it is what you're holding. That weight is battery, you know, Brilliant. at the end I of the day. So it's great. Yeah. So I'm just curious as to how much percentage of that 12.9 inch iPad model would take away charging in AirPods, you know, to full charge. I mean, I, I could see it maybe taking 5%, really, 
realistically. So you place that on the smart case while it's closed. It charges it, and then you're ready to go. I love this idea. I really hope Apple's listening right now. Hopefully that's that's going to work. I mean, I've got a, a Qi charger myself um, that's you know just beside me now. Um, and it's great. Don't get nice. me wrong. Um, but I have to say, I can't see it um, being compatible with the iPad. I just, for some reason, something tells me that it just doesn't seem feasible. For a device of the size of an iPhone, great. And the watch and the AirPods, great. I just don't think it is for the iPad. I think that should be something to charge from. Yeah, completely agreed. Now, one thing I'm really disappointed with with Apple and the third parties is smart connector accessories. There just should be more of these accessories out there, and there should be more creativity about what is being done with those accessories using that that port. It's it's just mind-boggling. It's been around for a couple years now and still not much. That's um, a puzzling thing for me because I think all I've seen is a Logitech keyboard um, that connects to it and has the light-up keys as well. But that's all I've seen so far. Actually, just I've just remembered actually from my um, AirPower idea, um, the fact with the Apple Pencil that you have to charge it through the iPad connector ju- just to place that on the case as well. I'm still in two minds with the Pencil, like I say, um, but we will see. Is there anything we didn't cover about the iPad that you wanted to dive into today? Um... Not really, Sim. No, um, I have to say it's been a it's been an insightful chat. Wonderful. And for folks that want to get in touch with you and see what you're up to, is Twitter the best place for that? Yeah, um, I'm usually on Twitter. Um, so my handle is um, Daryl Baxter. Everyone gets my name wrong, <laughs> so it's D A R Y L uh, Baxter. Um, there's also a, a Twitter handle for the Outpost site, so it is Outpost site. Um, but you can probably find me on there at the minute. Um, yeah, so it's uh, pretty much if you want to get me for a chat, it's always on Twitter. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Daryl. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Tim. It's been great. Thanks for listening to iPad Pros. You can find the show notes and website over at iPadPros.net. Give a few minutes, please review the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. You can send feedback to iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at tchen and the show on Twitter at iPadProsPodcast. There's also a newsletter you can sign up for at iPadPros.net that will notify you by email when new episodes are out. With that said, thanks for listening to iPad Pros.